how can I go and sit at some stupid pub and deal with idiots that, that don't know? And she's going to pick up her stuff and walk out. It doesn't sound like you've had some good times recently, and I don't know entirely what happened today, but it sounds like today was stressful too. Oh, it really was. I mean, it wasn't high up on my list of things to uh, to have occurred today, I will say. Yeah. Uh, but it was interesting. Meredith looks at the two at the two of them and says, I don't know about you guys, I could really use a drink. Same. And now we continue. Following the adventure in the carpet, uh, (laughs) what a sentence! (laughs) The things you get up to. (laughs) Following the adventure, uh, the small mystery in Harold's apartment. Potential has gone home. She's not interested in going to this pub crawl, but Harold, Meredith, and Lanwin have all decided that they're going to to continue on and join up with the Barbarian Student Society for the pub crawl. Heck yes. So you've made your way uh, to the campus to where the the first pub in this pub crawl is, the Major's Solicitor. But when you arrive, things are not what you expect. There, There is not, you know pleasant music happening in the pub with people lined up getting their IDs checked and things uh, which in a fantasy world must be very confusing as an ID check system you're an elf you're 300 let me just yeah that's that's okay you're good yep come on in (laughs) anyway you get there and rather than the what the usual sight of the major solicitor instead Everybody who must have been in this pub is uh, gathered outside. There's smoke pouring out of the door and windows of the pub. And people are kind of milling around. Some of them with drinks in hand still. Like they're like, oh, got to take this with me. And and there's a general like unease in the crowd. Uh, but when you arrive, Gore, you can see who is you know, head and shoulders above some of the other people here. You spot him. But remember, this is the Barbarian Student Society event, so there are a lot of very buff-looking people here. Harold, you've got a passive perception that's above average by a fair bit, so you can see Gore pretty easily. Mm, cool. Um, actually, before we start, I still haven't done this. Meredith, I need to give you 300 gold. Oh. We'll say this. We'll say this happened Sweet. before now, but uh, <laughs> I, I'm just I'm overburdened with gold, yeah. and uh, I figure. Hey, look! I will take it. 
by now I would have what a hard uh, life Harold leads I would have redistributed it a little bit I think so oh I will add my 300 gold oh my gosh I have lots we need to go shopping mm. shopping episode incoming <gasps> thank you yeah like we um we were doing pretty well so oh ha something I just found out about D&D Beyond oh, yeah? <laughs> I typed in my head I typed in negative 300 right because I'm like, okay, negative 300. And then I clicked remove and it, it mathematically worked correctly in that instead of removing it 300 gold, 300. it added 300 gold. Ah. Uh, it <laughs> removed so negative 300. Yes. Yeah. It did. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Um, D&D Beyond, good at algebra. Good at doing the math thing. Good yeah. job. <laughs> I was like, wait, hang on. How do I have... Well, anyway, I have, I have, I have more I, gold. I, yeah. I think um, for the purpose of a pub crawl, you probably wouldn't take all of that with you. What? No? Really? Shocking. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of an interesting one, isn't it? Because obviously in our game, we sort of don't really know what's going to happen. So we never know how much gold we're going to have. But in in real life D&D. Oh, Meredith would have that underneath a mattress, yeah. Yeah, right. You'd have a safe or something where you sort of keep keep most of your yeah. gold most of the time. Like it's probably in a bank. I say, Ben, <laughs> I mean, we need we need yeah. we need a trip to the to the Theramustus bank at some point. Mm, the bank of Theramustus, yes. Mm. Well, other systems get around this by don't using they don't use money. They use like a, a wealth credit. score, a credit score, where your characters like oh you have a credit value or a wealth value of mm. whatever it is. And mm-hmm. you just assume to have access to appropriate amount of money for your score. Yeah. And then if 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 you're trying to buy something of a higher level, you have to roll for it like a skill check, but it's like a wealth check. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which that's amazing. You know, if we were working in a modern world game, we'd probably do that rather than yeah. uh work with coins. Yeah. But here we are. But here we I are. mean, I think the I think the thing is is that like the the, the gold that you have is like an abstract notion. In that, yeah. like, you have access to that much gold and yes. off screen, you know, if you wanted to buy that thing, then you went to the bank and you withdrew yeah. the gold. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think- or you got it out of a lake or like whatever you did. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. Uh, for the purpose of a pub crawl, I'm not going to worry about how much gold you've got on you unless you decide to start dropping bigger amount of cash on things that I'm going to mm. ask questions. Yeah. <laughs> Like, why would you be walking around with 300 gold to go to the pub? Don't shout around for the whole room. Got it. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Unless you're Gore. Yes. Uh, gore. gore is not... Gore has access to student society funds, so yeah. he possibly could. But Gore's but fine. Gore personally no. could gore not. Lives in a, gore lives in a lovely, lovely house. Their arrangement, yes. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. uh, Gore... We'll see Harold approaching. Harold! And he looks around and you can see Meredith and then Lanwen. Good to see you. Good memory, girl. Uh, what, what on earth is going on here, though? Oh, uh, I didn't see who it was, but someone let off fireworks inside the pub. Hang on, inside? Yes, inside. Huh. Go. Cool. I mean, I, I know your, you barbarians can be a little wild, but that seems uh, a little counterproductive, doesn't it? I mean, every second you're outside of the pub is every second that you're not drinking. Uh, yes, it is quite, quite the conundrum. 
I mean, I thought this was a pub crawl. I'm surprised you're still here. Oh, uh, well, Michael's inside and he's our uh, designated sober person. Oh, right, fair. Yes, that tracks. Uh, <laughs> uh, Michael <laughs> will come out of the, the the pub and join your, your little group here. He's he's probably got like his hair's a little smoke and sizzled because he's been in the, the, the room. Oh, uh, Harold, Meredith, good to see you all. Um, you're, you're here for the pub crawl. You're a little late, but you know, we're still going to be kicking on. Gore, how are you feeling? I'm fine. That, that thing, it barely scratched my face. It was fine. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. We'll just, just keep an eye on it in case it's Can I roll a perception again. check or something and like see just how badly damaged Gore's face is? Uh, it looks like, you don't need to roll a perception for this. Uh, oh. It looks like during the chaos, Gore probably like got glassed with something. <laughs> uh, and, and Michael has, has done rendered some first aid to him, but he's yeah, he's Gore, so he'll be yeah, okay. He'll be right. He'll shake it off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but Michael looks at the, the, the group. Uh, well... We're going to be uh, heading off to the next pub earlier than expected, uh, but that's fine. Uh, my my friend inside his he's going to look after whatever's happened here from the um. I don't think you've met him. He's from, he's from the the cadets as well, but we can meet. We can introduce him you know, a, uh, another time. Lovely dragonborn fellow. Anyway, uh, so we're going to head to the the hungry crocodile over in Oak Row. Um, to kind of have some more drinks, have some dinner, but some of some of us are going to split off and go to Beastie Burger because you know, they wanted something different. But yeah, we'll just head over there. So the group starts to like split off and move. Uh, oh, and and Michael calls out after after dinner. Remember, we're heading to the Barrel and Toad over in Hammertown. Okay, you get like, you know, Anyway, good to, good to see you again. How how like this is as you're walking along to um the hungry crocodile, I suppose. Uh, good to see you all. How are you doing? Um, yes, I I mean pretty well considered. Um, we got into a bit of a strange situation uh, again. Um, but uh, uh, otherwise we're we're fine to be honest. You know, uh, after everything sort of. Uh, worked out for the best. Uh, it was actually kind of fun in the end. Uh, I, uh, let's just say I uh, I gained a whole new perspective on things. Uh, so yes, uh, it was it was an interesting afternoon. Oh, yeah, okay. it's kind of nice to have your tall privilege checked a little, once in a while, isn't it? Uh, I mean, I, mean I was still like relatively. She's laughing. I was still relatively speaking, you know. Uh, but. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you haven't seen Michael for quite a while now. Yeah. Um, mm. I think the last time you saw Michael was I think it's when we rescued Gore. Yeah. Yeah, it was at it was at the stadium. At the Mugby match. Yeah, yeah it has been a while. Yeah. Yeah. What did you what have you been up to, Michael? Oh, uh, just you know, doing my my classes. Um, oh yeah, my classes. <laughs> my classes. My classes without them, I'm helpless. My uh, classes. It's broken. Just, just hanging out with Gore, you know. 
Um, Gore is like walking along, big grin on his face. Meredith, as you and Lamin are walking along, keeping up with the group the best you can, <laughs> you spot uh, two gnomes that you're familiar with. Yes. Uh, one is that incredibly ripped gnome who you, you met during the barbarian chess, uh, mm-hmm. Sigurd. And the other gnome is from your um, your Shut Up and Write group, Trillis. Yes. So Meredith is going to spot them and then like nudge Lanwin and go, oh my goodness, I need to introduce you to some people. Um, and then she yeah. like pulls him off in the other direction, like, you know, grabs his, his, um, his elbow and turns him around to see the other two. And she's like, oh, I have to go, come and introduce you to some people this way. Um, and okay. then she like starts trotting along and... Um, it's like you're, you're kind of like heading in the same direction, so it's kind of like a, a shift no, I know, lanes. but like, yeah, shifting over to the side, and she's like, Trillis. I think Trillis is probably like deep in conversation with um, with Sigurd about the about not trying to keep up with her, uh, in terms of drinking today. <laughs> so, might not catch what you said because they're deep in conversation, Trillis Sigurd. You can't just you can't just keep drinking and trying to keep up with me, it's not how it works. But I can, and I will. And you're going to fall on your face, and then I'm going to have to pick you up and drag you along. And I don't feel like doing weightlifting this evening. Well, I don't really feel like doing first date this evening either. How you guys doing? Meredith, hello. Hey! As you can see, some of us have been having a good evening. Having a very good evening. Hi, it's it's nice to meet you both. I'm Lanwin. Hello, I'm Sigurd. Hi. Sorry, you've probably not caught Sigurd at the best of times. Yeah, how's how's the barbarian wrangling going? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, look. Could be worse. Could be better. At least I'm not trying to drag and she just like looks across at where Gore and Michael are. Some of the bigger ones from pub to pub. <laughs> it is only early in the morning. Evening. It's early in the evening. And she just, oh, pats, no. she just pats Sigurd on the shoulder in that really patronising the friend who is just drunk enough but too sober for this situation kind mm-hmm. of way. Mm. Oh, you must be uh, Trillis then. Um, from that, uh, what's it? Be Quiet and Scribe crew? Uh, Meredith has told me uh, about your little adventures uh, together. Um I'm Harold. She like looks up at you in this like slightly be trying to work out what you mean by be quiet and scribe. And um yeah, Meredith just kind of goes, shut up and write, helpfully. Ah, ah right, yes. Well Well, I didn't see you guys at the last at, at the last pub. Did you just arrive or have you been with us the entire situation? Oh, we we had a a small detour. But we're here now. Good. What did we miss? Uh, well, I've never seen someone decide to set off fireworks inside a pub. But someone set off fireworks inside, inside the, the pub. pub. Look, I mean, Gore told us that, but I didn't quite believe it. Um, we are in a mage wizard's uh, university, so who knows? Uh, yeah, but I feel like the mate... Mm, mm, 
Anyway. Inside, fireworks are generally deemed an outside activity, just more from a occupational health and safety. Look, it, it doesn't matter. Just we just got to get you somewhere where you can have some food and put some lining back in your stomach. What? I just, uh, there was an explosion, Trillis, and I thought maybe you had done something. And what would make you think I would do something like that while we were all having a nice evening out? Um, not on purpose. Okay. Not mm. on purpose. You just, things just happen around you sometimes is all I'm saying. You just be a little bit careful with what you're saying there because I am not taking too kindly to your comments right now. Okay. Um, uh, he like makes the, the zipping his lips motion and then uh, toddles a bit faster ahead of you. Sounds like you're having fun. Look, it, it'll it be fine. I've been put on not-so-tall-people duty. And lucky for me, there's not that many of us, so they're fairly easy to keep track of. <laughs> well, uh, are you lot interested in some food? You'd probably find something before people get too hammered. Oh, I am so keen. At this point, you arrive at the Hungry Crocodile. A, a bar well known for having excellent pub food, uh, incl- including a quite well known chicken with ham or bacon and cheese and sauce and yes. deliciousness. Typically I'm breaded. So here for that. Yeah. So you all filter into this pub and start placing your orders. Uh, at this point, you spot Heidi is here as well, uh, and her and Michael are having a good chat. The gang's all here. Yeah, all the barbarians that you know are here and you, you settle in to some delightful pub food and conversation. Now, at this point, I'm going to ask each of you to give me your constitution score. Just the score? The, uh, your score, because I'm going to be keeping track of your drinks. <laughs> uh, you want the number or the modifier or both? The number. Uh, Trillis? <laughs> Hence the... Sober one at the party. Fifteen. The sober one at the party. Meredith. Thirteen. Thirteen. And Harold. Fourteen. Okay. Uh, I am going to be treating that as sort like a pseudo health score. And as you uh, drink throughout the night, I will be you'll be taking damage, so to speak, <laughs> um, until you hit a, a threshold that I'll be keeping track of. And then you're going to have to start making constitution saving throws. Uh, and then if you fail those saves, you'll be moving up uh, something I'm calling the inebriation track, mm-hmm. which we'll get to as we get to it. Hey folks, Ross here. Thank you so much for listening to this latest episode of Dungeons and Doctorates. If you enjoy the show, why not recommend the podcast to a friend? It really helps us grow our audience. If you have questions for our cast about the show or a submission for a mid-show message, head over to dndoctorates.com. That's dndoctorates.com. You can also help support the show by checking out our sweet merch over at merch.dndoctorates.com. And now, back to the action. So, first pub, uh, and the the beer of choice here is uh, Lanwick beer, which is on sale at the moment. Would you like to order a standard ale or something more specialized, perhaps a cocktail? Phyllis is going to aim for a dry, dark-colored stout, if there happens to be one 
around. Might need double pouring. Uh, let's call that a... The equivalent a mod- of, it's the equivalent of Guinness, just for those trying to work out yeah, what that is. Yeah, would that be a, would you call that would you consider that a moderate or a strong it's drink? A, I'd consider it a actually let me just check the strength of Guinness. One sec. So a point of Guinness is four point two percent ABV. So it's not super strong. It's just okay. heavy. Okay. Filling. Like liquid bread. Mmm. Um, so I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that's weak, but we'll call it moderate. Oh. Okay. She's also probably only going to have one because she's going to sit on it because it's that kind of a drink. Mm-hmm. Um, Trilla's had a couple of drinks already as well, so I'll oh. I'll just move you up a little bit. Um, Harold, are you feeling adventurous and you want to try a cocktail? Um, I think Harold is probably going to just have um like a. Uh, a normal ginger beer until um, he's had some food because it has been quite a long day so far. Fair enough. Uh, well, you also you're having something to eat, so yeah, that's going to to move your alcohol track into the negative slightly. But I'm keeping track. Uh, and Meredith. Okay, so full disclosure, um, Joe as the player. Uh, doesn't drink, <laughs> so I've got no idea. I can help um, you with that, but I need to know what yes, kind please. of thing she would have. Well, I feel like she's a classic sort of halfling, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of leaning towards, like, ale. Yeah. What's the specialty again, Ben? Uh, well, the, the beer on sale was Lanwick beer, but I would suggest... Uh, that Meredith may enjoy um, a a pint of uh, scumble. Scumble. Scumble is made from apples. The cider. Oh yeah. Okay. It's like cider. Sorry, cider cider adjacent. Yeah. Cider adjacent. Yeah. All right. Let's do that. All right. Um, Well, because you are taking a drink from the this drink table I've got here, uh, which is. I, I cannot find who is the author of this this drink table, um, but it is the the great big random D one hundred list of tavern drinks. Nice. It is fantastic, and I, I if I if you know the author, tweet me because I want to <laughs> shout them out because it's such a good such a good list here. Um, but you're gonna have some scumble. Okay. Uh, which is a muddy brown color. That sounds great. Which is made from apples, mostly. Um, and it's slightly fizzy. Ooh. Uh, and so it comes in shot glasses with like a, a, it comes in shot glasses, which you pour into like a, a different drink. Okay. Like a, a very light beer. You just kind of drop the shot glass in. So how many shots is Meredith doing? I'm going to probably say one. Yeah. Okay. Cause she is small. She is small. Okay. But she's well, also a halfling and her... Like, I, I feel like her tolerance would be pretty high. Okay. Well, because you are taking a drink from my, my D100 list here, mm-hmm. and you, you down this drink. my constitution isn't very high. Well, it's, it's okay, because okay. Uh, for an hour after drinking this, yep. you gain 10 temporary hit points. <gasps> Seriously? Yes. Amazing. Also, for an hour, you are under the effects of the Bless spell. So yes, 
you have um you can add an extra d4 for attack rolls and saving throws how do i add that to my you don't you just have to remember it just have to remember okay cool so i've got to add an extra d4 all right yeah um and i've got my 10 temporary yes um but it's also 10 hit points you can add but they're blessed oh yeah i've done that yeah okay blessed um so if you decide to take drinks from my from the great big random d100 list of tavern drinks uh, you're going to get bonus effects as you go along, <laughs> but they are going to be more alcoholic. So that's going to okay. move you up the the, uh, the drunken tracker higher. Okay, cool. But you just had some food, so you're feeling pretty good. Amazing. Yeah, Meredith has always got food. Has always recently had food. I think. <laughs> always recently snacking, yeah. but also tavern food is fun. Yes. What do you think Meredith and... Harold are eating tavern food wise. Oh, I'm eating a um, a parmigiana that's bigger than my face. <laughs> Perfect yep. description. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's one of those ones that's like bigger than the plate that it comes on. Yeah, it, it overhangs slightly, yeah. and, there's, and they yeah. just put chips on top of it. Yeah, so no under it like a little, exactly. little like yeah, yeah. Uh, Harold's probably having like a um, like a gammon kind of like gammon and chips kind of thing with like a fried egg okay and what about trillis what's trillis uh whatever the meat pie equivalent is yeah yeah just like a as classic like beef and kidney yeah pie second kidney pie second kidney pie yeah okay uh so you all enjoy a pleasant meal what's set what's um bigger eating because trillis would be monitoring to make sure he's eaten something not just had liquid bread for food <laughs> uh so he ordered um also the chicken parmesana but he added extra fries okay good uh and he is like devouring this good um the chicken the, the chicken parma is uh very popular cool uh, but having eaten something and had your first few drinks of the night uh you move out of oak row and into Hammertown, the Dwarven district of Hammertown. Hammertown. Towards the Barrel and Toad, a traditional Dwarven pub. How much time has passed now? It has been about half an hour Yay, since your I drink. still have my temporary hit points. You still have your temporary <laughs> hit points. Hooray. Uh, and you get to the Barrel and Toad, a, a pub that is like next to and above just dwarven smithries like it's mm-hmm. just this this whole area is full of um metalworks and you can imagine during the day this place would be very loud and mm-hmm. probably very hot and not a pleasant place to be and you can tell this based on the patrons of the barrel and toad who look like they've worked in a bunch of forges and smithers all day. Smitheries all day. Smithies? Smithies. Yeah, smithies all day. Or is that day. the blacksmith? No, smithy is the place, isn't it? Por que no los dos? Yeah. yeah. Half of one, twice of the other. <laughs> so uh, it's a place that is dwarven-sized as well. So Harold's going to find himself to yes. be a little out of, out of sorts here. They do have um, some tables and seats for... Big folk who come into Hammertown, 
Uh, but Meredith and Trillis, you're going to find yourself quite comfortably accommodated here. Mm-hmm. Um, however, Meredith, you might find this place to be a little tiny bit less com- less less cushioned than what you're particularly used to, perhaps. Right. Okay. Everything is very solidly built. I was going to say, hey, are you calling Meredith soft? <laughs> I'm saying Meredith Ooh. is used to a certain level of comfort accommodated to halflings, and uh, okay, this place is not that. I think during that walk, Phyllis has had a quick wander over to Michael and just asked him to also keep an eye on to get an aviation level. Yeah, he and he would he would let you know that he's um, getting Heidi to help as well because yeah. Heidi hasn't had many drinks and Go she's team. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're in, we're in uh, Michael is recruiting at this point. He's <laughs> looking out. Yeah, there's like that that group of we are that group of friends who are like, all right, you've got that one, I've got this one. All right, we'll meet back together here in an hour. Go. See, this is me in real life. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> well, also, uh, this is where. You're meeting up with the rest of the Barbarians Society after some of them went off to Beastie yeah. Burger because um, they wanted Beastie Burgers. Yeah. Uh, and as we've established, there are too many Beastie Burgers and Ferromasters, and you can find them all over the place. Yep, it's it is it is a a, a bubble economy of Beastie Burgers that is not going to last. No, it is ubiquitous. Love that word. Uh, but here in the the Barrel and Toad, you find yourself surrounded by dwarves who are having a you know good drink after a long day, and uh, your time to get your next drink for the night. There are a couple drinks that they have which are particularly uh, delicious. There's one that's uh, Harold would recognize as Kegstone's drink of choice. Yeah, that's probably what Howard's going to have too, because he's actually kind of used to it now that um, every time he sort of meets with Kegstone, um, he sort of has one of those and he's probably built up quite a tolerance to it, actually. So he's probably going to going to have one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one that as you're ordering, placing your order, it catches your eye, but you decide probably not to. It's called, dra- they're calling it Dragonfire Brandy, mm. um, which has a, like a deep candy red colour to it. Oh, Zigurd's totally going to go for that, isn't he? Yep, he's 100% going to go for that. Yeah. Um, uh, well, we'll call that a strong drink, Harold. Mm-hmm. I think that's appropriate. Um, but yeah, Sigurd has this this dragonfire brandy, um, which as he's holding, you can see that it isn't just this candy red colour. Um, it actually has swirling orange mist in it Mm. takes the drink I'm going to make a constitution saving throw for him and he passes passes or passes out passes (laughs) constitution saving throw delicious Meredith what are you going to have Meredith looks at um, who's going to get drinks Uh, people are just kind of like milling around at the bar Mm, okay uh, but it is dwarven sized, so you don't have to like climb up something. You are at the barb and it's, you know, your height. Um, is there anything that catches her eye? Well, this candy red apple, this, this candy apple red 
Swirling Mist drink looks pretty uh, interesting. There's something which is they, they call the poor man's wine. It just looks like watered down wine. Mm-hmm. Um, a, few, a few other drinks around. We can, if you want to, we can roll a D100. And just... Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Hey. All right. Roll a D100. Uh, right, we'll, we'll roll we'll roll two d hundred and I'll pick the one I think is the most appropriate for the setting. Eighty five and thirty two is the second one. Okay, eighty five and thirty two. Let's have a look. Which is the most appropriate? Okay, you are looking at the list of drinks and you're looking at one. You're like, that one's called it's called a dry heave. And I don't think that's nah. really what you oh that one's called the merchant's lucky day ah oh that sounds fun is a simmering brown with tiny golden flecks swirling <gasps> with in it oh yeah i'll go for that one you you drink it and it tastes almost like copper like you've been licking coins all day mm. uh but uh the metallic aftertaste begins to, to fade and as you drink it you actually become quite enjoyable and <laughs> I won't tell you exactly what this means but you drink this and you feel lucky like really lucky okay Trillis Trillis is gonna drink something non-alcoholic because she now knows she's on not on duty but like is working with a team and just goes I've had a few I should have one round off yeah, have like a, a non-alcoholic cider or something. Yeah, or um, like a, like a non-alcoholic ginger beer or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, but you know, you're you're here. Some dwarves are playing some dice games. Gore and Michael are having a conversation off in the corner, and Heidi kind of walks over to your little group. How are you all doing? You having a nice evening? Sounds like these two had a bit of an adventure before they even got onto this particular meandering. Oh. <laughs> you yeah. could say that. Have you have you been told where we're... I want to make sure that everybody knows where we're going so that we all end up at the same place. Uh, we have actually been haven't told... been told the, second, the next place. Oh, okay. Well, no. Uh, the next place we're going to is in Silverstone. Uh, it's called The Quiet Flute. Uh, more of a subdued kind of kind of bar. Can you uh, have I'm a not, quiet flute? I'm not really sure why it's on the list, to be honest, given the group that we're traveling with. I think I think Gore was just walking through Silverstone and saw it <laughs> and was like, that bar looks good. Let's add it to the list. Um, but then we're heading into the Sunset District and we're going to the Cunning Rat, which that's probably going to be a lot of fun a lot of games of chance there then we're heading to the the merchant district to the successful steed and finally to ale grove and end the night at dead freds i think if everyone's really quiet you'll be able to hear the sound of my liver screaming meredith says (laughs) you'll be fine just don't just, just pace yourself that's the important part yeah, absolutely. Says, Food, taking water. a slug of whatever non-alcoholic beverage she's got in front of her. Yeah. A bit more time here in the barrel and toad. There's a small fight that breaks out briefly, but it gets pulled apart pretty quickly. Some some disagreement between dwarves. Your barbarians are being pretty well behaved. 
a bit rowdy, but mostly well behaved. They've just had some food. Nice. They're pretty good. Good job, crew. Before the group uh, decides it's time to, to move on to the next bub, uh, which is the Quiet Flute in Silverstone. Hey, it's your friendly Dungeons and Doctorates DM, Ben, here to remind you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and to use the hashtag DMDoctorates when you talk about the show. If you do, I'll see it, and maybe I'll name a character after you, but also, I'll interact with you on social media, and I always love seeing people talking about the show, talking to us, shouting it out. It's it makes my day whenever I see people talking about the show because it means that people out there, you know, you listen to it. And that means a lot to myself and just everyone who works on the show. We, you, the audience, are what makes this show great because, you know, it. we are just making it for ourselves. We love making it. We love making this show. We love playing. But the fact that other people actually are listening to it it, it really fills our hearts warmth and it just means a lot to us to see people out there talking about it. Anyway, uh, if you would like to leave a, a message in this part of the show, the mid-show message, so to speak, you can find the link to that via our link tree on all our social media or on our website, dndoctorates.com. Just fill out that very short Google form and then you can have one of us deliver a message for you. Maybe you would like a message from Gore. Just fill out that form and we can deliver the message to someone you care about from a cast member or a character. I hope you enjoyed the second Kobold Caper last weekend, the week before. We had a lot of fun making it and we're, we're planning on doing more of that kind of stuff in the future. I don't have a long mid-show message for you this week. In fact, I'm going to cut things off here. The next episode's coming out Thursday, the 3rd of February. Let's get back to this episode right now. So a few people have uh, quite a few drinks in at this point. So uh, we're in herding cat mode. (laughs) Excellent. Uh, Trillis, as one of the people who has volunteered to... Keep keep an eye on this group. Possibly been slightly volunteered by others, but but yes. Uh, how does Trillis keep everybody on track? I think she's at the and... back of the group doing the like making sure no one wanders off thing. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know that that idea of like I'm just gonna because I'm the shortest. I'm not gonna be the fastest, so Gore and Heidi can kind of take the sides, and she'll take the mm-hmm. back to try and. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Gore, Gore is at the front. He is leading this this group. Uh, probably Michael and Heidi. Michael and keeping Heidi. An eye on yeah. the side. Um, Gore is Gore has got a bit of a rosy cheeks to him at the moment, <laughs> uh, and he is um, the way he's walking is with some level of like liquid confidence. Mm. Uh, so I think. Trillis, um, can I get from you maybe a diplomacy or perhaps an animal handling might be more appropriate given the situation? <laughs> Which would you For like, anyone Ben? Who's been... you probably need to, like, diplomacy's not well, a thing. So. Honestly, I'm getting lab coat pub crawl flashbacks. Uh, pers- pers- persuasion, or are, are you talking to people or are you just kind of hurting I, at this point? I, I think she's mostly just hurting cats. Um, All right. 
Actual, give me an animal handling. <laughs> Ooh, good. Uh, that's a nine. Okay. Uh -oh. Oh, well, um, I lost someone. Not my fault. Some somebody wandered <laughs> off. Uh, she's just gonna call up to uh, Heidi or Michael. It's just uh, I could do with a hand back here. I'm not. I can't keep up with all of them. Michael will will fall back yeah. and and right. give you a hand. Um, people go go walking on pub crawls and disappear from the group. It happens. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Maybe someone decided to go home. Yeah. We don't know. Maybe someone's in a ditch. Also fine. It's, we're in Silverstone. It's it's sort of a like maybe someone's up, upper on middle a porch. class. Fine. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, some upper middle class person's going to to wake up tomorrow to a drunk person on their porch. Yeah. It's fine. There's a big university nearby. It's not completely uncommon. Uh, so you get to the quiet flute, um, which Gore assured you all was a good-looking pub. And you get inside, and the mood is so different to your rowdy group. <laughs> You've effectively walked into a, like, quiet, smooth jazz wine bar. Mm -hmm. As... A group of not quite soccer hooligans. Mugby, mugby hooligans. Thank you very much. Mugby, mugby <laughs> hooligans. Uh, so you'll probably only be here for a single drink before moving on, unless something terrifying happens. Um, are we rolling on the D hundred, or are we just taking a wine? Um, I think Meredith will probably take it easy. Okay, Meredith has uh a non-alcoholic wine, a grape juice. Yeah. Or maybe just a tea. They definitely serve tea here. Yes, I'm totally going tea then. Okay. Lavender. Preferably. Yeah. They, this is the the quiet flute definitely serves lavender tea. It's <laughs> um, my kind of place. Harold. Um... I probably know this place, right? I mean, yeah, this is this is somewhere that probably younger Harold was like, "This is my scene for sure." <laughs> well, I don't know if Harold's Harold. seen, but probably like his parents took him here. I imagine mm. is more kind of what would have happened. Where his coming of age. This is where his coming of age was. Like, I don't think Harold would choose to come here, but right, right. certainly if his parents had dragged him along, there's more uh, of his brothers seen the eldest. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's mahogany and wood paneling everywhere. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. There's um, a bard up on stage who is doing some like some smooth like slam poetry. <gasps> just does like... Meredith know them? <laughs> uh, probably not. I don't know if Meredith would not know reading. This. Not not no. reading. No. <laughs> this is a Raymond appropriate bar. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Mm. No. <laughs> no, you don't know this this poet bard. Blech. Um, so Harold just having a glass of wine? Um, or would you like to roll a mighty 100 and we see what happens? I don't think, I think Harold will take this opportunity just to have like, um, like fruit juice. Like he's not really into the wine, wine scene as mm -hmm. much on these kind of things. Like, like, like for him having wine is something you do like privately if that makes sense like it's mm -hmm. it's like he he's not really into going out for wine because he 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 prefers just to like 
like use use like have a bottle at home with people whereas like when he's out he would probably be drinking other stuff so he's probably just kind of taking it easy on this stop i think okay all right uh and trillis uh yeah trillis probably walked in expecting to have a drink and has kind of looked around and gone feel like we're not going to be here for long enough that my small frame is going to otherwise need to shot this and that's probably not what she wants mm-hmm. to do right now not because well, she doesn't she want to like, stop here but it's just like and goes no actually no <laughs> we're only going to be here for like 15 minutes this is more of a toilet stop by gut, <laughs> by gut feel and she's like it's all right i'll get my next drink <laughs> at the next next place uh well uh sigurd has decided that he's going to try one of the wines here of course he has uh and he walks back over that charged me eight gold. Yep. Eight gold. Yep. Oof. That's a lot. It's called Wyvern wine, though. Look at it. It's green with purple swirls in it. Mm-hmm. Ah. Yes, I uh, I actually know the uh uh I actually know the owner of the 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 winery. They uh a friend of my father's. Um it's good. Uh I I wouldn't personally pay uh, eight gold for it myself. Although having said that, I don't think I've ever had to pay for it. So, mm. um, so Harold, as somebody whose parents know the winery, uh, you would know that this drink is a little bit like absinthe. Yeah, it's like a, a cross between absinthe and wine. Um, sweet and tangy with a burning aftertaste. Ooh. Is it a is it a is it a sipping kind of drink? Uh, it is. I'm gonna have to make a fort save for Sigurd here. Yeah. Cause, uh, well, I, I'm actually gonna say, um, you know, Sigurd, I, I think you should just down it in one. I, I've heard that's the best way to drink it. Okay. okay. And he just goes for it. I'm gonna make a roll with disadvantage. <laughs> Thank you, Harold. Uh, well, he fails that oh, fort save. Oh, good. Um, and he starts looking around as if he can see things. <laughs> Have any of you guys seen New Girl at all? Mm-hmm. I'm becoming more and more convinced that we need some kind of jar system for Harold. Oh, <laughs> wow. Every time I mean, I mean like you this, can pass like... that comment to Trillis. She's... You can say it. Sigurd's going to be uh, having some negatives on his yeah, checks great. for the next couple hours. <laughs> As he is distracted by hallucinations. Right. <laughs> Herding cats just got harder. Thanks, Harold. Yes. <laughs> sure did. Right. As soon as if if she sees him start getting that distractor bunnies problem, mm-hmm. she's gonna wander over to Heidi and Michael and she's like, I feel like we might just want to move on faster than we planned. Just a good feeling, sort of indicating in that like. Um, tipping your head towards someone without looking at them. Uh, they they catch your meaning and, and see Sigurd, as well as a f- couple other barbarians who took Sigurd's uh, lead and also were like, oh, okay, down this drink. Bunch of hallucinating barbarians now walking through the streets. Excellent. Could not go badly for sure. If we're going to leave, what Phyllis mm-hmm. um, is going to do is she has... The capacity to cast minor illusion and just as they walk to wherever they're going next she's just gonna put like little illusions along the way to catch the attention <laughs> of the hallucinating, hallucinating ones just to try and 
empt them down the, the garden path, as it were. I'm going to give you advantage on the... On herding cats? On herding cats, <laughs> Great. yeah. Great. Uh, give me another animal handling with advantage. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's a 10, because my other roll was a 2. <laughs> Okay. I was going to say, Glad advantage, I dude. I, I have a plus nothing to animal handling and zero wisdom, so it's just whatever I roll. Okay. Somehow you manage to keep most of them on track and in the right direction as we leave the, the quiet flute and head into the Sunset District. Uh, the Sunset District is a area full of all kinds of people and all kinds of entertainment. And uh, the barbarians get very distracted by all of the, the sights and sounds and people like, come on in. So let's just going to jog over to Michael and just like, do we try and keep the group together or should we just let what happens happens? Uh, well, they, they know we're heading to the successful steed afterwards. And I think if we get them there, that would be a success. We might need a steed to do that. Yes, well, uh, it looks like the... Uh, I can't work out how to put that into a sentence. I'm sorry. It looks like Gore, who I was going to call a steed, just which isn't the right thing I want to say. I guess we end up where we end up. Mm. Um, do you want to stick with Sigurd and, and whoever else? Makes sense. Suddenly Trillis has ended up on the like society committee because of the... Of, of yeah. Cats. yeah. Uh, so the goal was to get to the cunning rat here. Uh, but you don't know where that bar is necessarily, and it's kind of everyone's splitting off in different directions here in the Sunset District. Uh, but you, you're wandering around with Sigurd and Gore and Michael. Uh, Michael turns to you all and says, can you, can you look after Gore? I've, I've seen some barbarians just go into a fairly adult establishment, and I need to make sure that they're okay. Uh, can you look after Gore, please? Yeah, of course. Gore is Gore. Gore isn't listening. He is just like floating across. Like he's he's his his legs are barely touching the ground with how much he's just kind of moving along. He he drank something and I don't quite know what it was, but he's he's having a time. Yeah. Um. So are you all you all fine here? I just want to make sure that's okay. We've got him. Go. Okay. Wish me luck. And he he wanders off to this uh, very adult establishment. But your little group, which consists of Harold, Meredith, Trillis, Gore, and Sigurd, and three other barbarians who you haven't really interacted with, you somehow manage to be right in front of the, the cunning rat. And Gore turns around. Ah, found it. Here it is. Well done, buddy. Meredith says, like, oh, patting him on no. the leg. <laughs> Uh, he opens the door and, like, this noise of people drinking, gambling, having a, a very rowdy time, like, pours out into the streets. Somehow louder than what's going on out here already. Come on, let's go. He's, he's trying to trying to host, be that, the the leader. Yeah. Still technically the president of the society. Charles is going to indicate to the other two to go inside while she tries to wrangle Bigot in at the back of the group. Um, so Sigurd and all of you kind of make your way inside. But something weird happens. There's fuzziness as you cross the threshold. Right. And you're not, like, for a moment you thought, well, hang on, was 
was in my like how much have I had to drink but that's not quite right because you step into this establishment and it's different like it's still kind of, it's still kind of rowdy but it, it sounds different and it's not the people inside you, you you just saw the people inside your classic ferromastus nighttime revelers but now everyone looks odd and strange okay. and the music is different it's this like piano-y like jazzy kind of music mm-hmm. and there's this roaring log fire in the distance there's this taste on your lips you just quite pepper so Meredith is going to like stop and frown and then she'll look up at Harold and go are you seeing this am I seeing this <laughs> you are seeing this the patrons of this bar as well they're full of there are elves, there are, like, rabbit people. Humanoid mm. rabbits you've never seen before. There are the strange people in here. And you see there is someone moving towards you, and the crowd of people move around him. And this man in a red suit with a top hat and a cane. Mm. Elven-like features, red and orange hair with leaves in his hair. Walks towards you with a cane. Hello, hello. It's nice to see you again. Welcome to my fine establishment. <laughs> <laughs>